0: Welcome to The Irony of Beauty, a weekly podcast hosted by skincare experts Fiona and Rose. They love a good chat and sometimes a heated a debate about all things skin and nutrition, calling out scaremongering, misinformation and misleading marketing in an ever confusing world of beauty and wellness. Please note the information provided is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace qualified medical advice.
1: Okay, fingers crossed, Rose, the tech side is working okay now because we've having a few technical issues this week
0: I think we're very used to it now aren't we
1: <laughs> can you hear me okay
0: yeah I can hear you fine
1: yeah good it's, it's good well let, let's get into it um it is Friday it is February which I cannot believe um the weeks are ramping by and today we're talking about summer skin so in Australia, where we are because I know there's people all around the world listening it is summer the height of summer and I am sitting here sweating because it is very hot and I turned the air conditioning off Mm -hmm. so that you wouldn't hear it on the on the podcast so why not talk about summer skin today Um, because I know in some countries obviously it's winter but a lot of people are going on holiday and going to the warmer climates um, whether you're in winter climates, or if you're in Australia, you may be suffering the effects of summer skin. So let's talk about um, summer skin then. And what are some of the conditions that you're seeing in clinic, Rose?
0: Oh, the most common one is extended sun exposure. Um, Pigmentation, definitely the number one thing that is showing up at this time of year. Breakouts also because, you know, essentially Christmas, New Year's, everyone's out and about, you know, eating different food, different lifestyle, mm-hmm. drinking, yeah, you know, party time Um, and that's life. So, yeah, you're definitely seeing some breakouts, Um, dryness in the skin, but the sun damage is the number one thing that I'm seeing a lot of in the clinic, lots of pigmentation. Um, And for me, one of my, I guess, real concerns is, extended sun exposure and the damage it can have on the skin and skin cancer in Australia is one of the highest um, culprits of, you know, lives in Australia, loss of lives. So skin cancer is by the time we're 70, it's like one in two of us are going to have some form of skin cancer. So, you know, that's pretty scary, especially for myself being on the other side of it, um, working for a plastic surgeon who removed melanomas I've seen the other side and the damage that that can do to not physically but also also psychologically to a to a person is pretty huge so and and the beauty about it is that it's all avoidable we just need to stop sunbaking you can't do it in Australia you know our sun is so harsh here so as you can tell I'm pretty passionate about this topic you know I I don't uh, like extended sun exposure and what it can do to skin, and the fact that skin cancer is so high in Australia. So I'm I'm pretty passionate about that.
1: I know I am too. I mean, and also, it's not just sun exposure with skin cancer. You can get skin cancer, you know, even if you haven't um, been exposed to the sun. So I think we know that it is a driving factor for melanomas and things like that. But um, we always need to get skin checks to be on the on the safe side i live at the beach i don't sunbake anymore but obviously i well obviously i'm english and that's what english <laughs> people used to do they'd go to somewhere hot and sunbake and i used to be on the sunbeds too back in the day in the 80s um or well, 90s how old am i <laughs> 90s <laughs> Um, so I think it really is an issue and you know when I if I'm walking the dog up in the beach in the morning along the beach I am always flabbergasted at the amount of people that are out there these girls particularly in their bikinis um oiled up getting a tan and let me say as well I'm also surprised at the bikinis these days because there's not much of them (laughs) yeah Um, they're quite tiny (laughs) they're very tiny um but there are people as well that are on the beach and they're they've got their little umbrellas and they're they're sitting there and they're being really well protected so that's that's good but then there are still those people that just aren't getting the message but I think in summer in generally you know that that pigmentation is an issue so we've got the long-term sun damage that will come out years later and um, even if you can't see it now it will come up years later where we've got damage to the cells and then we've got that instant pigmentation that can come up and I think it is important and I think we have mentioned this before but if you have got pigmentation just even being outside in the heat um, even if you are wearing the SPF it can still bring the pigment out um, because even even heat can um, do that so if you are concerned about pigmentation, the sun will still bring it out. So we do want to use the SPF every day, obviously, but even just being outside, um, you know, you want to be wearing the sunglasses, you want to have the, the hat to the extra protection and, and really keep the face covered. Um, and something as well that never really gets talked about, but just be aware as well, especially with pigmentation, that there are certain things that can cause photosensitivity so a lot of medications may make skin more reactive and if you're on things like non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs antihistamines contraceptive pill and you're going in the sun that can aggravate pigmentation or um you know you're more likely to see pigmentation and even things like perfume if you're spraying perfume on your body on your your neck, on the chest, and then going in the sun, that can cause photosensitivity and it can increase pigmentation, but it can increase the risk of skin sensitivity to the sun as well. And one more thing, Rose, which I think is interesting, people don't think about, remember this sort of craze and it's still going on uh, celery juice. Mm -hmm. The celery juice, um, you know, people are still doing it, you know, drinking juice is fine, you know, vegetable juice, and you're going to get nutrients and it's it's beneficial from that perspective. But if you're just going hard on celery juice only, you are getting a concentration of celery. And celery is high in what we call sorrelins, and sorellins are photosensitizing ingredients. And I have seen issues where people are doing celery juice every day and they're getting um skin rashes, skin sensitivity particularly if you're going out in the sun and also if you're having things like like light-sensitive treatments or laser treatments in clinic. I've seen people being more reactive. So that's something that people may not be aware of and wondering why they're getting more sensitivity, and it might be something that they're doing in the diet, thinking they're being healthy, but they're actually going overboard on it.
0: Mm, That's really good information. Um, When I'm in clinic and obviously performing treatments like laser, Um, you know, I'm always double-checking. Even with LED, I ask the same question every single visit, you know. um, uh, Are there any changes in medical since I've seen you last? Are there any changes in medication? Are you taking antibiotics, antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications? Um, They're always things that we check in clinic because when you take any form of medication, it changes the response of the skin. And if you are having procedures that are light-based, Um, you need to basically avoid those skins that are under the um, influence of that type of medication because it makes you light sensitive. So if you are taking antibiotics or antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications that do make you light sensitive, you need to avoid going out in the sun because the same thing will actually happen. It will potentially cause hyperpigmentation. You can burn a lot easier as you can under a laser device as well. So We need to be more aware of the things that we are doing on a daily basis before we go out in the sun, because it will exacerbate the damage to the skin, um, which cumulatively can lead to, you know, skin cancers and all sorts of things. So, yeah, I think it's just asking ourselves the questions and being a little bit more accountable for what we're doing on a daily basis, because that can lead to, like I said, exacerbating pigmentation, the skin melasma will become worse. Um, you know, oxidative stress on the skin, inflammation, damage to collagen and elastin. So all the good work that we've done on the skin in clinic will then automatically become reversed because we've gone out and spent time in the sun. At the end of the day, it's the client's choice, right? So we all have a particular way we want to live our life, but it's up to us to educate and create awareness of how long-term sun exposure can actually really damage the skin and cause skin cancer.
1: Absolutely. And also, being a know, obviously, I've also got a background in nutrition and diet is important. Like I mentioned, you know, just things we're doing, sometimes we think we're being healthy and it can cause more sensitivity in the skin. But we do know that, you know, the Mediterranean style diet, the traditional one, people that are eating a polyphenol rich diet. So that would be things like extra virgin olive oil, polyphenols we find in certain fruits and vegetables. Um, People that have a diet high in polyphenols have um, less UV-induced skin damage. And that's because there is that um, cellular defense system that is activated, if you like, in the skin. And it is having more protection. We also know having your carotenoid rich foods, such as things like carrots, those types, you know, sweet potato, those orange and leafy greens can also have, to a certain degree, a skin protective benefit. So by no means are they acting as an SPF, but they're definitely helping to um, support the cellular defences in the skin and protect against uh, the UV damage. And as you know, I'm, I'm all about the polyphenols with, with Vitasol as well. And that's why the, the Infinity is more your, your sun damage and ageing product to take in internally. So diet does play a role in keeping our skin healthy as well as we obviously know that. And I think it is important to know, but you have to wear that SPF and also look for one with with antioxidants. And I think we may have mentioned that before. The oxidative stress from UV is a big issue and it is going to cause a breakdown or an accelerated breakdown of collagen and elastin. So we do want to have extra antioxidants topically on the skin. So increasing antioxidants in the diet during the summer months. And we've got all those beautiful fruits which are naturally going to do that. Um, And then obviously having the topical antioxidants as well. And that's when things like your vitamin C, is beneficial all year round, but in, in summer um, particularly, and I know we've spoken about vitamin C before, it can be sensitizing to some people. And my preference would be to go for, even though l acid is the most researched. So without a shadow of the doubt, l acid is a form of vitamin C with the most research behind it and the most evidence and that's because it's been around for longest the issue with l-ascorbic acid though it's unstable and so um and it can be very irritating on some people and cause breakouts so i do prefer more gentle forms of vitamin c which i have personally seen some incredible results with things like your sodium ascorbate phosphate it has a higher ph um so it's a lot more gentle on the skin your magnesium ascorbyl phosphate. There's also um, ascorbyl tetraisopalmitate, which is more of an oil-soluble vitamin C used in much lower amounts because it is oil-soluble and it it absorbs easier. So there are other forms of vitamin C that aren't as irritating or I find don't cause as much breakout issue as L-ascorbic acid. So in effect, there is a vitamin C for everyone, I believe. So if you've had bad experience with one form of vitamin C. It may just be a case of keep looking till something you find that actually resonates with your skin.
0: Exactly. Um, and there's different formulations which is you know wonderful to see. Um, something to suit everybody. And it's also nice to see that there are now sunscreens that are incorporating antioxidants because that free radical activity associated with long-term sun exposure is very detrimental. So anything that we can use topically incorporated in a sunscreen as an antioxidant is going to benefit the skin immensely. But also remembering, even though we're wearing sunscreen and we could be applying it in the morning, we still do not have all day protection with that one application of sunscreen. You really need to continue to reapply it, but also... When you start to see your skin is starting to burn or you're starting to tan, that skin cells and trauma, you need to physically get yourself out of the sun. So I think there can be a little bit of confusion for clients, which I can understand, you know, like there's a lot of misleading information out there about wearing sunscreen all day, staying protected in the sun, it's water resistant. At the end of the day, you really only have a certain amount of time in the sun with a sunscreen before you start to burn. You really need to physically get out of there or you're going to see some long-term damage that you're not really going to be happy with. Um, Topical products as well, utilized in skincare regimes every day. There are some that can make you sun sensitive. And there's a lot of um, controversy with vitamin A, but it really comes down to the formulation. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, this is an, an interesting one. What are your thoughts on vitamin A?
0: I love it. I love vitamin A for skin. My favorite is retinaldehyde. That formulation is brilliant. If you can use a retinaldehyde formulation that is fat soluble, the delivery system is very gentle on the skin, you're not going to have it sitting on the surface, right? Also using a formulation that is not essentially a very high amount of vitamin A, will also make you less sun sensitive. So if you are planning to be outdoors and if you are planning to be at the beach the next day, perhaps avoid using your vitamin A the night before. That's what I always recommend my client. Regardless of what you're using, just avoid it the night before, just to avoid any potential sun sensitivity.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan, as you are, of retinaldehyde. That's my go-to vitamin A. Yeah um retinaldehyde does seem to be more gentle and supposedly you can wear that in the daytime as well I would I probably would use it the night before um, but not the morning of going to the beach um again it does depend on the strength obviously I do think, though, you do need to be careful with any form of vitamin A. Just see what else is in there because there are some formulations that also have hydroxy acids in them. Um, And hydroxy acids can make your skin more sensitive in the sunlight. So I wouldn't actually recommend using hydroxy acids if you are going to be in direct sunlight. You do need to be careful of that. Retinol I would avoid in the daytime. Um, And then there's the controversy of retinol palmitate as well. So there are some studies to suggest that retinol palmitate um, when on skin and exposed to UV could be problematic. But those studies have been done on, I think it was mice, not on humans, and probably in way higher amounts than would be in a skincare topical product. So I have yet to see an issue with retinol palmitate when used in in low amounts in a topical product, that wouldn't be an issue for me either. But if you are going in the sun, I do think really you just want an antioxidant and an SPF and then be very wary of your uh, actives like vitamin A, like your hydroxy acids, anything that could potentially cause any sensitivity that's when you want to avoid going in direct sunlight. And let's face it, we shouldn't really be putting our face in direct sunlight anyway.
0: Exactly. Um, And this is also not, we're not just referring to face here, but we're also referring to body. So a lot of body products these days, you know, can have alpha hydroxy acids in them, right? Because they encourage cell turnover, they make the skin nice and smooth. I don't know if you've ever sat in the sun after you've applied an AHA product to your body, but let me tell you, it feels so intense. You can feel your skin burning by the second. It's incredible the difference that it can make when you go in the sun with that product on your skin. So, so you, you've taken one for the team, have you, Rose? Right? I have. I've tried it. Um, and wow, I would never ever recommend that to anybody because the heat, and it's lucky that I'm in I'm in industry, obviously, I'm aware of it. Um, I'm aware of what the skin's got doing in the sun. It was intense. You could feel your skin literally burning by the second. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So you know, think about your body as well as your face. Sun um, damage does not discriminate. It will impact you on your body just as much as your face. It might just take a little bit longer on the body. But when I have people say to me, "Oh, I don't put my my face in the sun. I just put my body on the sun." Think about the damage you're doing to the skin on your body as well because skin cancer can show up anywhere. So that's my advice. Just think about that, you know, before you really think about going to the beach, cover up everywhere, not just the face.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the beach either, right? Yeah. It could be just going out doing the, I know, putting the washing on the line and you might get way more exposure than you were expecting or going for a walk and then yeah. unexpectedly being outside for longer than you, than you thought. Other things to be aware of as well, I think, you know, changing the skincare routine up. So you tend to look at something that's going to be lighter in the summer that's less emollient. If you're used to using a really heavy emollient-rich cream during the winter months then the skin tends to be um, more more parched and dry because of the, the heat, the sweating from summer, using something too occlusive or too rich in the summer can make the skin more prone to breakout. So, I do think that's something to be aware of. Most people will tend to lean towards a lighter moisturizer in the summer, a lighter texture. And just to be aware of some of the tanning products as well, we have spoken about this before with you know the the self tanners but they can also bring out pigment in the skin and some people will just wear bronzing powders in the summer and not wear makeup but be aware that some of those bronzing powders not all of them but some of them can promote congestion and they can promote what we call acne cosmetica and you see it you know you'll they'll get more blackheads they'll get more bumps and sort of um, bumpiness onto the skin. So if that's happening, that could well be the makeup or the product that you're applying. And it doesn't mean to say all tanning products will do that, all bronzing powders. It comes down to the individual formulation and what has been added in there. And usually it's when there's a higher amount of colorants and things like isopropyl myristate. It comes down to the percentage, so you could have low percentages of of that and it be okay. And I, I have to stress that because I know a lot of professionals even will look at an ingredient and go, "That's bad, don't use it," and they don't understand it's the combination of ingredients and the actual percentage that is going to determine the final efficacy of that formulation or the final potential irritation or or breakout potential. It's not just whether that ingredient is in there. And I can't stress that enough because whether it's a topical product or an internal ingestible, people just don't understand that. And I have to explain it all the time and it does get quite frustrating. (laughs) Um, The other thing as well, especially with TikTok now, and you always see these kind of crazy trends that are going around, something to be aware of. If you have ever seen anyone have lemon juice on the skin and go in the sun, it creates horrendous burns, like blisters, potential scarring, pigmentation. So please do not do that. Sometimes people will say, you know, put lemon juice in your hair to naturally lighten it, lemon juice on freckles. You are going to cause horrendous burning and potential scarring. So please Do not do that. I've seen people accidentally spill lemon juice from um, a drink, you know, water with lemon juice in it on the skin and have horrendous hyperpigmentation occur from that. So again, beware of any TikTok trends or anything trending that could potentially cause damage. You don't want to be putting your skin into that situation.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, Yeah, I've seen that happen to one client already, actually, with the lemon juice. It wasn't fun to see. It's horrendous. Yeah, it is. Um, Another thing to think about ingredient wise, I know we've already talked about vitamin A, but for the clients out there that are using prescription vitamin A, Mm -hmm. it does, you know, everything comes down to formulation, right? But prescription vitamin A in particular will absolutely exacerbate the damage from sun to the skin. So be very, very mindful if you are using that Um, stop using your prescription vitamin A, you know, for days before you plan to go out in the sun, because you will absolutely damage your skin.
1: And I think on that note, you know, there's a time and a place for prescription vitamin A.
0: Yeah.
1: So maybe if someone's got acne or I, th- I think we just need to be aware that more is not better, stronger is not better. So If you are using the strongest form of prescription vitamin A because you think it's going to be more anti-aging, you are making your skin more potentially photosensitive, especially if you're going out in the sun. So that could then counteract (laughs) any benefit of it. And I'm a big believer in giving the skin what it needs so that the skin can work at its own sort of optimal health rather than slam dunking it with the highest percentage and the strongest product. We just need to coach the skin along, give it a little bit of what it needs for it to be at its optimum health. And I do still think there's this mentality of stronger, better. And I really don't think that that is going to be the best scenario for a lot of people
0: hundred percent. Um, And the beauty about what we're doing is we're educating people. We're creating awareness because the everyday client, as you know, becomes very overwhelmed. They hear lots of different things, whether it's through social media or whether it's being told something at Mecca or being told something by their therapist, they're getting lots of different stories. So um, what we're telling people here, our listeners is a real stuff, right? So we're creating awareness. We're educating you just to be a little bit more informed. We're not obviously telling you not to go and enjoy your life. We want you to go out and enjoy your life, but be very mindful of the things that can create a lot of damage to your skin. And that's how I teach my clients. You know, it's like you said, we want to encourage the skin to behave better. We want to train it to function better by their internal support, as well as topical, as well as treatments but there's also things we need to be aware of that can be very detrimental to the work that we're doing
1: absolutely and of course you know with the with the heat or even if you're in air conditioning it really is important to stay hydrated so keeping up the fluid intake preferably filtered water but if you if you can't have plain water then there are options like herbal tea anything even water rich fruits and vegetables are going to provide hydration. So the most important thing is to stay hydrated um, because that is going to be really, really important for healthy skin as well.
0: Yeah, it's just good habits at the end of the day. Um, Thinking about your skin and not kind of going about your daily life by default, thinking that your skin's going to be okay. Just being more aware is really important.
1: And then just coming quickly back to skin treatments, you know, this is a great time for coming in, having especially at the beginning of the year having a skin assessment looking at the skin thinking about maybe it's time to rejig your skincare routine whether it be your internal ingestibles whether it be your topicals it's the perfect time of year i think to really have a look at what you can include what maybe you want to swap out um you know that new year that new start with the skincare i think it's the perfect time to do so
0: totally and remember Sun damage is not something that you can see just by the naked eye looking at your skin. There's a lot going on underneath. And that's where we have in the clinic, our diagnostic devices, that the client can actually visually see everything that's sitting underneath the skin that haven't hasn't even shown up yet. So think about that. It's the cumulative damage that you're doing. It's not just thinking, oh, yeah, I just went out for a day of a little bit burnt. I'll be fine. But if you're doing that on the odd occasion over the years, cumulatively, not only would you age a lot quicker, um, but the damage that you're doing to the skin and potential skin cancer later on in life is is huge.
1: And saying that, if you've never had a skin analysis, to see that pigment under the skin, I do encourage everyone to go and have one. Um, there, there's different devices, um, but, you know, and but, but, there's even the old-fashioned wood Lamp that used to yeah. the pigment. There's all different forms of skin analysis. But if you do have the tools, um, go to a clinic that can actually assess your skin under usually – what which one do you have? Which machine do you have?
0: I've got the Observe in the clinic, but I've also used the Vizier when I worked yeah. in Sydney. The Vizier is great. Yeah,
1: there's a variety of different machines that can actually see what is going on, you know, whether you're sort of on track for – premature aging wrinkles um when you see the sun damage that you can't see with the naked eye that really really makes you think right I've really got to do something about it I only recently um I was going to Bellamid's for treatments which I think we spoke about and they've yeah. got this little machine that she was like right I'm going to check your collagen and she said actually whatever you're doing is working because your collagen is actually really good for your age which I was like oh <laughs> but that's good. Um, but it really did make me think, oh, my God, you know, I, I must take. Um, I, I keep taking the collagen. I keep taking the VitaSol daily. I keep using my topicals. And it really did push me to be very diligent with my topical application because I could literally see it on screen. Um, actually, surprisingly, the benefit of what I was doing, and that was motivating me to keep going. Yeah. And obviously I have had some damage from the past, but to know what you are doing is actually helping. And then you can go back and reassess and have a look it does make the world of difference and is really motivating to keep going.
0: Yeah. And it's um when you first show a client that photograph where we can see the pigmentation sitting under the skin, it's actually quite confronting for them Very. because yeah, they're not aware. Um, and even the thickness of the collagen and elastin network changes, you know. So if you take a photograph before treatment, reassess again in three months and then in six months, the differences are huge. So you get excited because you create so much change for skin. So it's always good. I like to educate my clients, keeping them motivated and understanding that they really can create the change, but not to take two steps forward and one step backwards by not knowing how to protect your skin from long-term sun exposure. It's a big thing. Absolutely.
1: Well, hopefully today has helped a few people with their summer skin woes. Um, Very, very simple. Just be very careful of using anything too active, making sure you try and stay out of the sun um, and making sure that we're well protected using the antioxidants, using the SPF and hat. Don't forget because the hat is always going to protect as a, a physical protection. Um. Using the sunglasses as well, because even our eyes can get damaged. Mm. And obviously, diet can be quite important as well. For sure.